0: This is the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast, exploring the human element behind cybersecurity programs and technology.
1: In the past 24 hours, CrowdStrike has processed more than one trillion security events. That's 35 million events since I started this sentence. That isn't just big data, that's CrowdStrike data. CrowdStrike's engineers are pioneering the future of the cybersecurity industry and working at an incomparable scale while solving some of the toughest challenges in technology. CrowdStrike is a team that makes a difference every day, protecting customers around the globe from the world's most sophisticated adversaries. If you want to take your passion for technology and purpose-driven work and make it a superpower, Join the company that's on a mission that matters by visiting CrowdStrike.jobs. Thank you, CrowdStrike, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back to the Hacker Valley Studio podcast. If you've heard us speak on the podcast or even at conferences, you might have heard our most popular quote, and that is, technologists are mental athletes with no off season." A mental athlete is going to burn a lot of energy by thinking and performing technical tasks. But what are we doing to refuel our bodies and even our minds? To give us more insight on how we can cultivate our superpowers by rejuvenation, we've brought in Nate Palmer. Nate is an absolute expert when it comes to health, fitness, and nutrition, and he shares some solid wisdom for anyone to take and implement immediately. Enjoy the episode
0: what's going on everybody you're in the hacker valley studio with your hosts ron and chris
1: yes sir welcome back to the show glad to be back again in the studio today we have with us someone who believes that being in incredible shape gives a massive advantage in business focus and relationships our guest today is nate palmer Nate is a fitness and nutrition expert, coach, speaker, and the author of The Million Dollar Body Method. Nate, there's so much more that goes into your background, but most importantly, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to jump in today. I've been looking forward to this. Nate, I think you're our first true blue person talking about nutrition, but I do believe that we've talked about nutrition a number of times on here. We've talked about things like ketogenic diets. We've talked about fasting, one of my favorite things in the world. But definitely wanted to let everybody know before you do anything or take any of this advice, please talk to your doctor. And also, I'm so glad that you're here, Nate, because we have an incredible amount of questions for you as well. But for the folks that don't know who you are just yet, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background and what you're doing today.
2: Yeah, uh, like I look like a doctor. I don't know if you're watching this or not, but I, but <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. A lot of people are like, "Man, that guy really looks like," man bun really gives him like a very doctory vibe. Not so. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, <laughs> but my background is I've I've been in um, the fitness and nutrition industry for almost 13 years now. So I started as a personal trainer. I was getting a degree in at, at University of Arizona in like business and psychology and. Hated all my classes, never studied, but instead spent just hours and hours researching and learning about the latest things in fitness and nutrition and how to build muscle and how to perform at a at a higher level. And I was just so fascinated by that stuff. So I uh, started working at a big gym out, out of college. Uh, I graduated into like the burgeoning job market of 2009, a lot of jobs available, <laughs> not so much. So I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and um, ended up, Ended up getting into fitness, and I still haven't figured out what I want to do when I grow up, but I'm, I'm just loving the loving the journey so far. Um, worked as a personal trainer at a big gym for about a year. Opened my own studio for a couple years after that. Liked it so much that I sold it and moved to Seattle without a job with my wife. Um, found an amazing gym up there I we uh, was working at. Really high emphasis on continuing education. There was 150 trainers working at this gym. It was crazy. It was like Microsoft's gym. And I loved that place so much that we sold all of our possessions and uh, moved to South America. Oh. That was in 2015. And so At that point, I was like, I still want to do fitness stuff, even though while, while we're traveling. So I kind of launched my online business at the time. And I was like, I'm an awesome personal trainer. I'm going to be an awesome online coach. And that was literally not the case at all. I was really bad at it. I was shipping off Excel documents with names of exercises. And I was so surprised when people weren't getting their results. So, The next like six years or so has kind of of become a study in like what is necessary to get people to perform at a higher level to get them the results they're looking for not just in terms of their physical fitness and how they look and feel but also in terms of their energy and how do they how do we make sure that people are prioritizing their their business and their financial success and their relationships because for most of us we don't care about how much weight we can do on a bulgarian split squat we care about what our bank account looks like what our family looks like and how we look in the mirror so the last couple of years have been, I've been really dialed in with uh, talking to mostly entrepreneurs and business owners and people who need to be very focused for the jobs that they have. So the, the nutrition protocols and the, the, the fitness protocols that I talk about a lot are all very focused on how do you perform at a higher level? How do you get your energy on point? Because most diets crush people's energy and keep them like depleted, feeling low. You know, you heard like the keto flu, if you talk about ketogenic diet, Right. like the first week or so of the keto diet, people feel awful. Yeah. No energy, just no, like no focus at all, that brain fog. So I want to get people to the point where they don't have to experience that, but instead are using their nutrition as actually a catalyst for all the other things that they want out of their life, all the outputs and results they're looking for.
1: One of the things that we like to say about people in cybersecurity and also people in technology is that we are mental athletes with no off season. So I'm sure this is speaking to someone just from a very high level. So I'm going to spice things up and throw a bomb in here at you. I know there's a lot of people that can stick to a fitness program. There is some people that can stick to a diet program, but when you combine the two together, it seems like one of the most daunting tasks and people end up getting mad that you're not eating the same things. How do you control that? What are some of the things that you've seen in your own experience and how do you help others? So the thing
2: that I always want to make sure people are connected to, because it's like, I feel like I, I like I used to work with women who are getting married earlier in my career. I don't really do that anymore, but women like who are like had a wedding day planned were the best clients right up into the wedding day. And then they were the worst clients, right? Because they had, there was an end in sight, right? It was like, I get to this day, I, I get my gown on, I take these pictures and like, now I'm back to normal living, whatever you're talking about mental athletes with no off season. So the, the point here is not necessarily to get to like a body weight that, that looks good. Obviously we, like we, we want that. Like there's no, like we got to the 5k and we're past that it's on a daily basis. How are we showing up? Do we have the focus that we need? Do we have the energy to be able to talk about, do, to dive into things, to be very, very intentional with our, like our mental energy. And that is a like that. The answer to that question is a daily reflection of what you're putting in. So, if we can connect what do you want out of your life with eating the right things at the right times, I think it's so much easier for people to stay on point long term. The second thing that I think is really, really important is are you seeing results? Is this helpful for you? So, whether the results are your weight, your waistline, your energy, your sleep, any number of things that are important to you. If there's no results, then there's no momentum. And if there's no momentum, then you're just basically white knuckling your willpower the entire time hoping that you'll be able to to like make it through another breakfast or or you know, like di- client dinner or something like that.
0: You're speaking my language, and the thing about that is that if anybody has known me for any amount of time, they know that I've struggled with weight pretty much my entire adult life. I've been heavy, I've been thin, I've been in shape, I've been all over it. And I think you're right, when people look at those, those mile markers, I'm one of those people that needs to set a goal in order for me to do something. So in 2019, I said, I'm going to do a fitness competition. How did I get there? I did a lot of fasting. I did some intermittent fasting and even some prolonged fasting. I lost a ton of weight, looked great, stepped up on stage. Everyone applauded me. What did I do that night? I ate a gigantic pizza. And I was like, I did it. I'm the champion. I look great. I'm going to look great forever. Fast forward a year and change, and I am heavier than I was when I started that first diet. And so now what I'm doing is I am almost forced dieting because I now have braces and I can and I have bite blockers. So it's only enabling me to eat certain things. So all of my favorite foods are off the table. I haven't really had pizza in like three months. I haven't had a, a burger in its intended purpose in three months. So I'm losing weight like crazy. And in fact, I'm so busy. I'm intermittent fasting every single day. So in some perspectives, it's great. I'm also training really hard. I do a lot of uh, HIIT high intensity interval training. Um, But one thing that I'm concerned about is ensuring that I continue to fast because I want to continue to lose this COVID weight, if you want to call it that. But I also want to maintain energy. And that's one of the things that I'm struggling with. I'm having a hard time eating enough calories and getting the right nutrition Uh, to fit my macros what would you say to some of those folks that are having a hard time getting enough nutrition to fuel their workouts that's a great question not when i get a lot because i feel like
2: a lot of people are just so focused on how do i drop those last five pounds how do i get the weight off that we're never really talking about how do you fit in proper nutrition how do you make sure that you're getting the nutrient dense food that's going to fuel your body but before i get into that i want to say like hey chris if you are if you were in the market we could create a new diet program. Get with your orthodontist.
0: Yeah. The braces
2: diet program for people who want to lose weight and have great teeth.
0: Yep, exactly. It'll work. I'm telling think y'all, about it's it. terrible. There's we money, there's money to be made right there. I'm into yeah. it if you are. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's make it happen.
2: So I think that like a lot of times when you're thinking about the right types of food to eat, to have the, like the nutrition to fuel your workouts. And I, I think this is such a great way of thinking about things. It's like how how much food or how do I eat in a way that's gonna make me better rather than make me skinny? Because I think that yes. like, you know, so much so often the fitness industry is trying to put us in a box like, hey, you're too much, you're too heavy, you need to lose, you need to drop, you need to decrease. We use a lot of those negative words. I, sp- I feel like that's especially prevalent with females. But so I think that like just to start with that is a, gr- is a much better question to be asking no matter what. Secondly, for for you or for like literally anyone who's who's trying to gain weight or gain muscle i think it's very very important to focus on like the pre and post workout windows this is the time of the day where you're most anabolic or you're going to be able to use most of those calories in order to build muscle they're not going to get stored as fat all the carbs you're going to be having are going to go to muscle glycogen or liver glycogen so you're going to be like storing less of those and when you're doing this when you're having most of your carbs and calories around that workout window you're actually teaching your body how to utilize the food that we're eating better. Most of us, we have a handful of candy and we go sit at our desks, right? And our body's like, what do you want me to do with this? And you're like, I don't know, put it somewhere. And it's like, all right, store that in your ass. I don't know. So <laughs> so we, we are inadvertently teaching our body to store fat. Whereas if you put it around the pre and post workout window, you're teaching your body to use those that food to fuel your activity. Pre and post workouts is basically going to be the same type of macronutrients. You want to go on a carbohydrate and you're going on a protein. That's yep. carbohydrates, I think of as an accelerant or an amplifier. Mm-hmm. They they make it easier for you to to have like a lot of energy, but it also makes it easier to take the other nutrients that you're that you're ingesting, whether it's fats or proteins, and put them somewhere. Carbohydrates are basically turned into glucose or blood sugar. Yep. And then blood sugar raises your insulin in turn. Insulin is like the key that opens doors. So like insulin's gonna walk your like the carbohydrates over to your, like a muscle cell and like open the door and be like, here you are. Welcome to the, you know, welcome to the <laughs> yeah. muscle cell. Yeah. And so we wanna use that, like that mechanism effectively. Like that's that's a mechanism that our body has. So we want to make sure that our inputs are going to be matching the outputs that we want. So, like, if you are saying like, "Hey, here's a bunch of carbs and fats at the exact same time," then you're, like, and you, then you go sit down and just like sp- spend an extended period of time at your desk. That insulin's walking the, like those M and M's or whatever else over to your fat cells, and like, here you are, sir. Welcome. You know, so we want to make sure that like that with our body's mechanisms, we understand the rules. You know, like similar to coding, similar to like you know computer systems
0: as well. We understand the rules and we can manipulate them to our to our gain. Right? No, I think that's great. I think that's perfect advice. So let me throw an additional wrench in there for you. So I'm a type of person that trains in the morning, I train very, very early. But I try not to break my fast until the middle of the day. So I'm doing almost like a lean gains, 816, maybe even a one meal a day, depending on how busy I am. What would you recommend there? Would you recommend I try to move my workout time, which is hard with kids and life and things get in the way? Or do I slide my eating window to earlier in the day and try to manage not to be hungry after I eat in the morning and the middle of the day and leave the fasting to the evening? What would you recommend there? This is a great question. I love that we're getting kind of into like the tactics of this because this is something
2: that so many of us deal with. Like you know, you you have kids and you can no longer work out of that like that three o'clock, four o'clock window after work or whatever it is. So now you have to move that to the morning. And if you're trying to do a fasting approach, there's a couple different options that I think are good. Number one is finding a branch chain amino acid supplement that you can use that has zero calories in it. Mm-hmm. That way you're going to be like using some sort of muscle sparing effects like or like muscle ma- like maintenance effects. You're not going to burn through your like muscle tissue right after your workout. So it kind of gives you like a delayed, like the ability to delay your first meal without having any like, like muscle catabolism. So that's one easy option. The second option, and the one that I talk about a lot in the Million Dollar Body Method is like getting away from a intermittent fasting window. I'm not a huge fan of those. And here's why. Hmm. Like if you if it works for you, that's awesome. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to tell you, stop doing something that works. And so like, like that's the last thing I want to do. But the reason I got away from it, because I did intermittent fasting like that, the 16, eight lean gains approach for about 18 months. And it was good. I got some good results from it physically. But what I was finding was that my lunches, kind of that midday meal, were always really big. And it shut me down. I was low energy, low key in the afternoons. I would take like, you know, three hours to do 90 minutes worth of work. It didn't push me in the direction of like more energy for the for the day. I found myself like always wanted to crush a Red Bull, you know, drinking caffeine later and later in the day. It wasn't ideal for me. So what I do instead is I move up that meal to To be like right after the workout. So within an hour after your workout, you'd eat that. And then on a single day or two days a week, adding in a 24 hour or like, a, like either two 24 hours or a 48 hour prolonged fast instead right. of the 16 hours. Mm. And I like this uh, the approach better because it gives you like it's binary, right? It's that one day you're just not eating no food. Yeah. And I think that makes it very, very simple for, for a lot of like busy guys who are like, okay, it, just tell me what to do. They're like, don't eat, that's
0: it,
1: right? <laughs>
2: Done. And then, but also, did you know that um, a 24-hour fast will give you three and a half times the benefits of a single 16-hour fast? Mm. So it's like fasting arbitrage.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. Because now you're getting to some, some regeneration. You're, you're cleaning out some of those wasted cells. Yeah, I definitely Autophagy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, autophagy, exactly.
1: I wanna talk a little bit about the mind. I think a lot of us use our mind, unfortunately, more than we use our body these days, especially after this wave of digital transformation and working from home for so long. What are some things that we can do for our mind when it comes to a fitness and a nutrition perspective? What would be like some of the the fundamentals or even best practices for someone kind of dabbling in that realm?
2: This is a good question. I, and I think we can go two different ways with it. First of all, I wanna go back to what you said about like the people who listen to this. They're mental athletes that, that don't have an off season. Like, like, I I love that and I am definitely <laughs> going to steal it. So steal like, it. That, like, <laughs> like that's just such a fantastic way of looking at these jobs that are like these high demand, like focus first jobs. Like you can't just sit there hung over with like two hours of sleep and like be good at what you do. you It's just not possible, right? So how do you amplify the ability of your mind to be focused, have focus on demand to like create more like synaptic like um, responses so that way you're just like, you're thinking faster. I think like the thing that I always come back to is the word mental acuity. Like how do you have more mental acuity to be better at your job? Because we've all had those days when you're like, I am killing it right now. I'm so smart. Everything I touch turns to gold. This is like, this is perfect. Bring me 10 more of these days and I'll, and I'll rule the world. You know, and we've had the opposite too, right? Where it's like, man, I cannot do a single thing right. Everything is slow and I'm the worst. So how do we have more of those first type of days and less of those second? I think there's a couple different options here. Number one, um, there's, a, there's a quote that I really like that it says, if you want to do more, eat less. I'm going to do more, eat less. And I think, Chris, you're already kind of talking about fasting. That's, that's a great way to do this. Just eliminate a meal, two meals, three meals in a day. You're going to get more done. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, it puts your body into sympathetic nervous system dominance. Right. Sympathetic is kind of like, a lot of people think of it as fight or flight. I don't think we have enough saber-toothed tigers to really justify that term anymore. So I call it shake and bake. So like it puts you into that state where you're like, Hunting, right? You're you're more attuned to your surroundings. Your mind is working faster because no one's like no one's really good at hunting on a full stomach. After Thanksgiving dinner, you're not trying to go out and like, you know, dive into a email sequence, film a bunch of videos, or go play pickup basketball. We're trying to like just rest and digest. We're trying to chill out, watch the Detroit Lions lose at football. You know (laughs) Sorry if you're from Detroit. (laughs) Oh and eight, that's tough. (laughs) That
0: is tough. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned that and I did wanna point back to what you were saying about when you were doing your intermittent fasting, you were eating these giant lunches and you're feeling lethargic. I got the plan for you. Get braces again. Remember, you can't eat that much when you got these braces sitting in your mouth. So uh, (laughs) it makes uh, eating so much of a chore. So I can do a, a one meal a day and still eat a thousand calories <laughs> and have to go to sleep, but so, no, don't do that. Anybody that's, uh-huh. that's dangerous.
2: Um, <laughs> you already, you already gave them the doctor caveat at the, the beginning. We can, now we can say whatever we want to. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Chris, that's just another tally in the, in the pros column of let's start a diet together. Just, I'm just gonna yeah. keep pushing that
0: <laughs> <laughs> one thing I need to ask you. And this is a challenge that I've had my entire life. My biggest challenge is I hate veggies, man. I never I've never liked veggies like my wife. She could be like, oh, I want a nice uh, baby sprout salad with this, that and the other. And all all the you know, these vegetables and oh, I like this. I don't even like tomatoes. And Ron gives me crap about it all the time. I'm like, get those tomatoes off my burger. I don't like them. They're squishy and nasty. And so I have an issue <laughs> with vegetables. How do you get people to then crave the, the foods that are going to be more nutritious for them because our bodies are designed. Give me that salt. Give me that fat. Right. Give me that sweet. Give me that sugar so I can, you know, take that energy and store it in case there's a big fast that I have to go to unintentionally. So how do you get people to rewire their brains when it comes to food and nutrition and crave the things that are going to be better for our bodies and for performance?
2: Whenever I have someone coming in who's like, hey, I hate broccoli. I'm not going to eat Brussels sprouts. I do not like salads. I've not found the secret. So if you figure this out where where I've gotten them to go, be like, man, I just love salads now. I've never had that happen. I've never had that kind of transformation. (laughs) So we work around it, right? You don't like vegetables? Okay, well, here's a couple options for you. Like here's number one option, the easy option. Get a green, green powder. Make sure you're getting some some sort of vitamins, yep. minerals, some nutrient dense foods. Simple. Mm-hmm. Take a take a big glass of it. It's not tasty. Doesn't matter. Move on with your life. Number two, throw some stuff in your shakes. You don't, you don't like vegetables? Yep. Throw up a handful of spinach in your shakes. You're not going to taste it. It's not a big deal. Just move on with your life. And a third option that that I really like is that just eat it. Who cares? Doesn't you don't have to <laughs> like everything you eat. Just put it in your <laughs> mouth and, and finish it. <laughs>
0: I I liked your advice up until just eat it. So I'm going to cut that part out of the podcast and I'm just going to keep the first part because it makes me feel good about myself. I'm going to reference it
2: back to it though. So that way people, can.
1: you know, we've been talking a little bit about the mind and the body, like making those perform better. But what about the soul or the spirit? A lot of people, you know, use things like meditation or prayer to kind of influence the effect of how you're performing the mind and body, what are some things that you look for in that domain when you're coaching and also implementing stuff for yourself?
2: Two options uh, that I really look at a lot and not not like there's only two options but two things that I'm really intentional about with my with coaching, and one of them kind of goes back to like the mental acuity thing so I'll bring that up secondly but the first thing that I think that like it doesn't get enough Like we spend a lot of time thinking about like, oh, cold showers and meditation and silent retreats and like yoga and these like these things that are really big and glamorous. But I think at the the very base level, like one of the things that our soul just craves is like, is knowing that like we are going to do what we say we're going to do. So many of us walk around with these, I think of as open loops. So we go, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to pay off this debt. I'm going to do this thing. And then we never do it. I'm going to go hit my workout today. And you miss your workout. And that is bad for your soul. Lying to yourself is, is bad for your soul because every time you lie to yourself, you break that promise with yourself and you tell yourself, my word is not valuable. And so you're like, without even realizing your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your just kind of self-actualization decreases. On the flip side of that, if you say, Hey, I'm working out today and you work out, even if it was hard, even if it was short, even if you didn't get it all in, you still kept that promise and now i would consider that an esteemable action. So you pat yourself on the back. Your self-esteem increases. And so the more often we can keep our promises to ourselves. We say things out loud and we execute on them. We do them. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. I'm going to hit my cardio today. And you go do that thing. Come hell or high water, like that turns you into an unstoppable force where now like if it's like hey, like we're doing an 8-day silent retreat. You're like, "Yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. I can do it." We're doing a 72-hour fast, just water. I can do it. It's no problem, and you have this unlike unshakable self belief that you are capable of everything. And I think that is a very very important aspect of like taking care of of kind of that like that soul piece that just doesn't get enough credit. I think. And then secondly, kind of get into more of, like the actual tactics. I'm a big fan of the Wim Hof breathing method. I don't
0: yes. know if you guys have you guys ever tried this. A hundred thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah, I think he's gonna
2: say that a hundred thousand times. I was like, dang.
0: Well, yeah, that that would be incredible. Yeah, I'd I'd be on some next level stuff if we did 100,000 times. (laughs) So I think that, like, having that is a
2: great way to, like, in the moment, increase your mental acuity, get more focused, shift head spaces. And for those of you who don't know, like, just you can just check it out on YouTube. He's also got an app called WHM Wim Hof Method um, that kind of walks you through his breathing, like, his breathing ideas, but that is an incredible way of just shifting yourself into a more positive, beneficial headspace, hyper oxygenating your body. And it it's, it's like, it's a game changer. So if you're ever like in, in a place where you're like middle of the day, want the energy drink, but you're like, man, I don't want to like, if I want to do that, I've got a client call coming up. I got something I got a, like a big project I'm working on. Go take five, 10 minutes, do that Wim Hof breathing. That's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. It's good for helping you refocus and get re-energized.
0: So one thing that we talk about uh, on the Hacker Valley podcast and something that Ron and I really live by is that create your habits and allow your habits to create you. So what are the things that you can do every single day so you can put the time, the repetition in to eventually be great or at a minimum better than the person you were the day before? So as someone that is an entrepreneur or maybe a high powered executive and they want to be their best that they possibly can be on a daily basis. And they want to make sure that they cover all the things like their nutrition. They want to cover their fitness. What are some ways that they can architect their day to ensure that they're hitting all of that stuff and continuing to get better every day? Yeah, this is a great question.
2: I heard I've heard a quote before that said, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your preparations. I think that's yep. that's super true. So in in the book The Million Dollar Body Method, I talk about seven daily investments. It's really four because three of them are breakfast, lunch and dinner, which most people are doing anyways. But like in the morning um I, before I had kids I had like a morning routine that was all scripted out some meditation some gratitude some journaling it took me about an hour always felt good afterwards now I got about like 6 minutes you know before just stuff starts popping off everyone's screaming everyone's right. hungry you know so I always want to make sure that someone has a morning routine and it doesn't have to be the same for everyone else Jetley said take what is take what is useful reject what is not and and yep. add what is essentially your own so like I like to have something in the morning that's going to help me start my day. And so right now what that looks like for me is 32 ounces of water first thing and then 60 seconds of explosive exercise. So jumping jacks, jump rope, push-ups, mm. shadow boxing, something like that just to get me up and running, get my body ready to perform for the day. That's, like, that's more important to me than journaling a gratitude at this juncture. And so I try to, I, I try to hit that on a, every single day, having some sort of morning routine that kicks off the day. The second thing is having your breakfast scripted out. You know, like, you know, we talk a lot about how Steve Jobs only wore jeans and a turtleneck, right? Right. And because he didn't, he wanted to reduce the decision fatigue that he got over the day. So he wasn't thinking about what should I wear today? What should my breakfast be? Should I have (laughs) checks Mix or should I have oatmeal? Like, no, just like make sure you have your like go-to breakfast on a regular basis. It serves you and your goals really well. And then move on. Don't think about it. Don't, don't think about how many, what color of shirt you're going to wear. Put that, make sure that's on autopilot. Then I think that there's a couple other habits that I, that are critically important. One is don't miss a day of training. Don't miss a day of movement. Get out and move. You got to move at least 20 minutes every single day. Even if that means just going on a walk, you have to move every single day. Um, and then drink water. You got to drink a lot of water. I think most people should be drinking a gallon of water a day. And some people will be like, well, what about like, what about like my, I'm like, I'm a lighter person. And I live in this latitude. I'm like, no, just drink a gallon of water. Stop overcomplicating things. Just drink it. Right. Yeah. Most of us should probably be drinking a gallon and a half, two gallons. I try to get two gallons, two gallons a day, and I often fail miserably. And then one thing that I really, really like is uh, what I call the final investment um, or the final deposit. And that's basically at the end of your workday or right before bed, taking a sheet of paper and writing down a couple things. Number one, write down what did you accomplish for the day. What are you proud of? What What did you do that was that was like exemplary during the day? Because I think a lot of times. We're busy all day, we're doing stuff, and we look back and we're like, what did we do today? And we don't really give ourselves credit, you know? So it's important, again, for that self-esteem, for that self-confidence, give ourselves credit for what we did. And then this is really critical, is write down what things, you know, five, or like three to five things, are going to allow you to win the day tomorrow. So what do you need to accomplish? Whether that's hitting your workout, picking up your kids from school, a client meeting, Doing this important task, this big project, sending this email, what are those things that you can take out of your head and put onto a sheet of paper that's going to allow you to, you know, be more present with your family, be like take that so you're not stressing about it while you're working on another project, and then you're not waking up in the middle of the night thinking about
0: it either. I love that. And, you know, I feel like if someone were to follow that on a daily basis, they would turn into a monster of a person and be able to accomplish anything that they want to. But I'm sure there's someone that's listening that says that sounds like a lot of work. So what is that one thing that they can do that doesn't take an, an extreme amount of effort, that one thing that they can start doing tomorrow that's going to be the most impactful for their daily performance and achieving all the success that they're looking to achieve?
2: Yeah. Good question. I, I will push back and say, I think that like everything that I just talked about takes a combined total of like 27 minutes, including the 20 minutes of training. But if I had to narrow it down to one specific thing, it's the morning. It's win the morning, every single day. So when the first thing you do when you wake up is you go grab a glass of water, you do hundred jumping jacks and you drink another glass of water, like in 90 seconds, you've done more exercise than most people. You've gotten more hydrated than most people. And you've, set, and you've given yourself two wins to start your day. And if you start the day with a W and you can kind of aggregate and stack your wins throughout the rest like throughout the rest of the day, you're always gonna do better. That's why people who work out in the morning typically get better results longer term, because when you work out in the morning, chances of you eating a Cinnabon at noon
0: are really low. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's absolutely perfect. Nate, I really appreciate this conversation. This was incredible. For the folks that want to stay up to date with you, get your book and keep up to date with all the incredible things that are going on in your world. What are the best ways that people can do that?
2: So right now, I've got a pretty awesome Facebook community called the Million Dollar Body Community. If you go to n8trainingsystems.com slash group, I'm actually giving away the book for free in there. Or if you want to buy it, it's on Amazon, so you can check it out there. You can also follow me at n8training on you know most platforms.
1: Excellent. Nate, thank you so much again for joining us. Great advice. I'm gonna incorporate some of this stuff tomorrow in the morning, so I win it. And with that, we'll see everyone next time.
2: I am gonna call you tomorrow morning. Make sure you did it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us. If you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over coffee. Thank you.